care for all Rose can suck my balls Fuck your reply guys Please don't fuck your reply guys Just listen to reply guys Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys the leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us. I am Kate Willett. And I'm Julia Clare. And you know, we have some uh, big news for you today. We of- we do. Of We have some, uh, some kind of sad news is that I, uh, well, sad in, if I was uh, one of the hosts that you liked, uh, but I... <laughs> Am. You are the host that everyone likes. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, but I, uh, this will be my last episode of Reply Guys as co-host. Um, and I'm very sad about it. Um, I basically, long story short, got a new job that requires way more of my time than I have ever given to any job, maybe. Um, and also, you know, just dealing with a lot of, uh, a lot of personal stuff that I, that is making my life very difficult right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm really sad. This has been, you know, my, my home base for the last three years um, I can't believe it's been that long. I can't believe how many episodes we've put out. Kate, by the way, is still going to be hosting Reply Guys. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll tell you more about my plans here in, in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see what kind of shape uh, the show takes after I leave. Uh, I mean, this show is the reason why. I got to, I got an excuse to like meet and talk to so many cool people, both of us. Um, I think you know would I have ever been able to converse with Senator Ed Markey if not for Reply Guys? I don't think so. I kind of feel like you would just from both of you <laughs> being extremely Massachusetts. Just somehow it would end up that like my dad knows him in some way. Yeah, uh, just, just like see him at a Duncan. I know that this Duncan bit is getting tired, but I'm hoping that we just if we just keep digging into it, it'll become we will keep going. funny again. Um, um, yeah, so you know, I mean, obviously this is super sad. I feel I don't know. I'm really sad. I don't want to cry, but I am really sad and. I'm also like, I think for me, it feels important to keep the show going. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am not totally sure what that is going to look like. Um, I think, you know, definitely a lot of interviews still. I mean, that part of the show isn't going to change that much. But, you know, some ideas that I'm considering here is like, th- there uh, is there's some people that I think would be, you know, great additions as like sort of more ongoing co-hosts and, you know, also maybe considering uh, a panel format um, where we have like comedians and interviews on at the same time. Um, We really want to preserve the kind of spirit of having people who know what they're talking about and also people Mm. who are funny. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, whatever that looks like, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'm going to take a few weeks here to kind of, you know, figure out, okay, you know, what is the... Uh, what what is the show going to look like? How can we preserve the things that we like about it, and also, you know, do something that is like, you know, true to whoever else is going to be involved? So, um, I'll I'm going to take a few weeks, and then I will be back in September sometime, and you know, you'll <laughs> either see me on Twitter or uh, you'll. If you subscribe, it'll be in your, your uh, RSS feed. But, you know, I mean, in terms of, like, it's still really important to me that it's going to be, you know, a leftist feminist show, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, intersectional feminism. Uh, it, I, you know, I, I am excited about some potential things that are not solid enough to discuss at this point. But I promise that whatever next chapter chapter two of uh of reply guys it, it will be good and i think it will be something that you know really preserves the things that you like about the show obviously we're gonna miss julia so much but i think you know in in terms of like having a podcast for leftists that love comedy and could not give a shit about gaming um, I, you know, I, I definitely thought about like, should we just end the show, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I, I this show is important to me and I, I don't think it's important the, to some I, of our listeners, you know, I don't think the show should end. I yeah. mean, if it were my choice, I would, if, if I had like com- complete control over my life, I would, <laughs> I would not even be leaving, but, um, yeah, I don't think the show should end. I'm really proud of the show. I'm proud of like every episode we've done um and the people that we uh that we've gotten to interview. It's just like it's so cool. We've been able to meet so many cool people, really smart, engaged people who have taught us so much. Um yeah, I mean as long as the next co-host wears a lot of turtlenecks <laughs> and loves cats and <laughs> loves cats i have no i have no issue with it yeah so. um yeah i think you know i mean julia is an autumn we may get someone in there who's like a a spring or a summer or even a winter but whoever it is will be um, someone who really likes Little Pearl. And, you know, it's also possible that it's going to be like a, a bunch of different people for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, including some return guests that you have loved and are really popular uh, with our listeners. So, you know, I, I, I wish I could give you a more like clear picture of what it's going to be, but I'm, I'm still deciding. That's the yeah. truth, you know. I do want to make a note, and I know we've noted this before, but it really bears repeating this being my last episode, is that Kate and I started this podcast with zero cats between us. Yeah. And I am leaving, and we have three cats between us. Yeah. And that's was, great. It's it's a lot of cats. Um, I was watching a TikTok video this morning of this guy that 
was on, you probably have seen this, it was a super viral video, but this guy was on the side of the road and then one kitten comes up to him and he picks up the kitten because he's going to save the kitten. And then all of a sudden, like six more kittens run out of the bushes. And then all of a sudden, like six more kittens run out of the bushes. And I think there was a total of 13 cats. He brought them all home. He saved all 13 baby kittens. Apparently he lives on a farm, so it's like a little different than having all those kittens in your house. But I really yeah, I mean, am like, what would I do in that situation? I obviously would not just leave kittens on the side of the road. I guess I would bring them it. home and foster them and try to find them homes. Yeah. But... I don't know, man. It's just, how do you say no to a kitten? How do you say no to a kitten? And that could be the unofficial tagline for the show. Yeah. Um. (laughs) But, you know, I I think Julia and I are both hoping that Julia is able to come back on as a guest, or hopefully even a semi-regular guest on the weeks that you have time, you know, so we're we're not beefing. This is just a, a... an unfortunate but also you know i mean this is a, a great opportunity for you know julia the new things that she's doing and yeah hopefully you can also tell us more about that because i know listeners will want to keep up oh, with your work yeah um so i am the new associate editor at crooked media um and i know what a lot of our listeners are probably thinking when they hear crooked media is neolib bullshit um because that's what i thought and then but basically they hired me knowing that i i do this podcast and knowing that i that like from my my twitter presence and like the one of these pieces I submitted in my application was my Jacobin piece. Like there's no question that I am as left as I am. Uh, and my boss is pretty left the editor in chief, Brian Boiler. Um, and yeah, basically I'm, uh, I'm really excited to be able to, platform some of the issues that I care about in the newsletter every day. So if you want to subscribe to the What A Day newsletter, please do. Um, And yeah, I've just been really, it's been great to like go again, go along on some things that I really care about that I've talked about here a bunch, like housing. Um, I've done a bunch of like under the radar sections about housing and about um, our uh, like unhoused neighbors and yeah. And you know, about how corporations are bad and Andrew Yang is bad. And <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Yang is really bad. I, I've never seen someone be as vindicated as you have been on Andrew. Yes. Latest chapter. Yes. It's pretty bad. And He's... you know what? It was, it was, it's, it was all recorded because it's, it's all, it's all there on our very early episodes. Yeah. So I I feel great about that. Um, and I also, oh, I, I do, I, I did really uh, dig in on Elon Musk last week in the newsletter. And people still try to defend, like, I got some emails back from subscribers being like, I don't understand why you hate him so much. He's It's like this idea that he's like just a guy who makes things. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't make things. I, um, you know, I, I, I will not 
Okay, this is gonna sound like it's not a compliment, but it, it's going to turn back into a compliment. I, I have to admit, I am not a crooked media stan. However, you know, they have really branched out in terms of the stuff that they're making, aside from like, you know, Pod Save America. I just listened to this podcast, uh, Mother Country Radicals, and it was so oh, yeah. good. So good. It's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. And, you know, it does seem like they're doing things from like a variety of political perspectives that diverge from just the like Obama administration. Oh, um, yeah. Not, oh, to, yeah. not to talk shit on your new bosses or anything like that, no. but yeah. No, and honestly, they're, uh, they're, so much more like self-critical about that administration than I ever expected as well. But one of the one of the shows that I was that made me really excited to work at Crooked was uh, Rebecca Nagel's podcast uh, This Land, um, which is was produced by Crooked Media. They sought her out to to tell that story, and it's two seasons. It's like it's one of I think it's like one of the most invaluable just sources that we have like a, a complete narrative about the history of how repeatedly and doggedly uh this country has just decimated native people and how like just the the, the complete brutality uh against them and all of the land grabs and everything and how it's still going on today um that's really what the the most pressing thing uh one of the most important aspects of that show i think is that it's um is like informing people about the insidious ways that it's still happening today yeah i i gotta check that show out i've heard nothing but good things and i've enjoyed rebecca nagel on twitter um you know it's <laughs> both both of us have regular lives where we're doing you know jobs and like a million jobs and trying to make money and you know i'm kind of like amazed that we were able to do this for like three years you know <laughs> it's a long yeah. time so it's, it's like so crazy <laughs> against all odds you know um you know i think when the show is back in september uh recording lately has honestly been just like super challenging from us from a scheduling perspective with the mm -hmm. you know with with all of the things that we have to do under capitalism but when we be back in september we will be back on a, a regular schedule with you know putting out both uh main feed and patreon feed content which i know you know, it has just honestly, you know, we've been labs in here for for uh, several months in terms of being able being yeah. able to to get out stuff on a regular basis. But also, our producer Genevieve had a baby. Our producer Genevieve had a baby. Um, Congratulations! Just, it's amazing. So you know, it's yeah, uh, you know, it's there's just like transitions in life, and it feels always. I think. You know, I mean, I think everyone's kind of been in this situation with the pandemic where just, you know, a lot of things have come to an end and new things are starting. And it, it just, you know, feels like we've all kind of been in this sort of a liminal space, <laughs> if you will, yeah. to use a, a Twitter parlance. Um, but, you know, when things end, it's sad. And, you know, sometimes new things begin and it's great. And then there's, I think, you know, there's periods of time where it feels like stuff really 
you know, kind of is cohesive and has a permanent feeling and then stuff dissolves. And I mean, I've just had a lot of friends move out of New York um, and stop comedy, making other new friends. You know, it's just like, I just think there's just been a lot of transition, including for just the left in general. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that this was definitely definitely was a different feeling to do this show when like Bernie Sanders was running for president or even like I mean you know it has in some ways I think for the past couple of years here really just felt like disappointment after disappointment and you know what has happened in the left media space in general without like Mm. uh subtweeting too specifically it's just been a bummer you know Mm -hmm. like so many people have um turned this kind of weirdo fucked up social conservative i mean i guess people who kind of already had that thread to begin with you know and then there's other people that have just gotten like completely blackpilled and mm-hmm. hopeless which you know to be honest is really easy to do i think right it now is. you know but i mean that's i think part of the reason that i want to keep this show going even though you know this isn't like a huge show but we have you know a devoted group of listeners that we really appreciate and if i think about like well you know i i don't know like i just (laughs) as part of me is like i don't like it's a lot of work to make a podcast but i would feel bummed if reply guys didn't exist mostly because of the kind of people that we get to put on the show you know like people that are just not not generally being interviewed on other podcasts sometimes yes but you know there's just like a lot a lot of people that i've been super glad to bring you that are doing the work and yeah tell me i I would be curious about your what your favorite episodes have been so far because i have i have a few of my own but um but i definitely want to hear yours oh man you know it's just been i like i i mean so many like you know offhand um you know, I, I I would say interviewing a limey, um, Lauren a few times has been great. I mean, um, you know, Lyra, Alejandra. I mean, you know, some of the episodes that we've just recorded ourselves have been really fun. Yeah, um, I think there were a lot of really fun, like drag his ass, drag his ass that we recorded with our friends Rohan and David Spector was so fun um yeah there i mean yeah we just got to meet so many so many cool people um samantha maltes we did i did two interviews with her and she comes from like kind of a, a dynasty of um native leaders and it's just and she's you know studying law herself and it was just like such a cool interesting way to learn about that um patrick Ryden keith i will never get over i loved that episode yeah i loved Uh, your interview with him it was really good i he is so he's so he's so great and was so generous with his time um yeah there have just been there have been a million um lyra definitely yeah lyra is probably probably up there too um but yeah i just it's been 
It's been a lot of fun. I um, special shout out also to to Gabe Gonzalez who did we. I mean, a few of my favorite episodes were definitely with him. He was always like so game and so fun. Um, I learned a lot about Puerto Rico from him. Yeah, no, he's Gabe is great. I love you know like in terms of like uh, repeat guests. You know, Mohaned, Gabe, yes. George Severus. Uh, yes. Rohan. I mean, there's just friends of the show that we just friends of the truly show. love. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Loftus. Yes, um, Jamie's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, like, I mean, wow. You know, I was thinking about okay. I was thinking about favorite episodes we've did de- we've did in this one, obviously. I, I, you know, it's, it's complicated. Can can read between the lines why it would be complicated, but I did really like the episode that we did about irony poisoning and like the the impact of it because I've been thinking about it a lot recently yeah. of just you know how we've seen a lot of the um, irony tendency you know sort of congeal into something that is pretty right wing and you know Sinister. just how yeah and just yeah. you know how how um i don't know it can feel really stupid and cringe to be earnest and to be like hey i actually really care about this and i really want the world to be better and uh i mean it's cringe right but i think that for me it's always felt really important to be cringe in that way (laughs) you know um, deeply it's actually politically necessary to be cringe yeah yeah i think we've had a lot of good discussions here um on the uh you know just the what the role of uh you know loaded term but identity politics is within socialism i've read a, such a good book um on that recently um that i'm i'm gonna really try to get the author on the show um uh and yeah it, you know i just think that you know like to me it's just been this thing where we've seen on the left over the past few years you know that people I think a lot of people have put like feminism in general in in the cringe category and it's starting to become more evident than yeah. ever that that was a very bad choice both yeah. because you know bodily autonomy and other really important rights are under attack and also because I mean we've just seen this like social conservative leftism just morph into something that is just fully fash at this mm-hmm. point you know which you know easy to see that that was going to happen and i would say that we both did see that that was gonna happen yeah (laughs) but you know like i mean honestly i think like from the first inception of this show like when when kate and i sat down in a coffee shop pre-covid um uh, over like yeah almost a, a what was it 20 2019 mm-hmm. yeah um i think that we were both like reading the tea leaves a little bit that that brand of irony poisoned black pilled 
um, quote unquote, like socialism for her <laughs> or whatever, uh, was hollow. And, um, yeah, I'll, I, I'm glad that we were able to offer people something different and yeah. something like, yeah, you and I both have, we're both more sincere than we are like dead inside and i think that that's ultimately a good thing and you know i've cried on the show multiple times I'm not embarrassed i care about the issues i always like i'm i'm not an optimist by nature but i always tried in every episode to kind of talk about like some good thing that was happening some work that people are doing spotlighting some sort of organizing that was going on because I hope that if you've taken anything away from the shows that they're always people are always organizing people are always doing work that you don't know about and there are reasons to be hopeful um yeah uh I yeah I mean my own politics have changed over the course of this show I think I'm like quite a bit further left than I not quite a bit but I'm definitely further left I was like I came into this show very sympathetic to Elizabeth Warren as a lot of people might remember um and I don't dislike her certainly but I became like an like I was debating in the when we first started the show who I was going to vote for in the primaries and it just became I think over the course of this of this podcast doing this podcast my politics have become my personal politics have become a lot clearer um and what i see as the role of government has become a lot uh a lot clearer and yeah but i'll uh i'll never be a tanky probably so i'm sorry if uh, some of you were holding out for that but <laughs> yeah uh, I think, yeah, I mean, just absolutely same for me. And just like, I mean, I just have read and learned so much over the past few years here, you know, for for the podcast and also on my own. I mean, to the point where I just wonder if everyone read a lot, would they be a socialist? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, class interests play a giant part in it. But I mean, I just, I, I definitely am. I mean, I I don't know. I've been on a sort of uh, I've been on a sort of political journey here. You know, obviously, like before, right before we started this podcast, um, like a few months before we started this podcast, and I think like a part of the inspiration for doing this podcast is that you know both Julia and I were very close to Raghav Mehta, um, who was my boyfriend and Julia's friend, and. Um, he died in March 2019 and uh, you know I really felt looking at the situation that a big factor in the reason that he died was because he you know he was uninsured he really needed regular like resin regular like like frequent and uh, easily gettable medical care that he was postponing and postponing you know because he did not have the money was not insured you know instead of like you know being able to get 
um, you know, antidepressants and, you know, he, he, he was just kind of doing like, you know, patch, patchwork treatment. And yeah. if you, if you do have a, a serious mental health issue that requires medication, like you have to, you have to take medicine regularly. Mm -hmm. I'm not obviously not a doctor and, you know, but I'm just saying like, you know, in terms of like things that need to be medicated, severe depression, bipolar, man, there's just like a lot of people that are not able to treat that stuff. And, you know, it really, it just really made it like, I, I, I think that that was one of the first like losses in my life that I was like something beautiful was taken away from the world as a direct result of capitalism and it made me i think really reevaluate my whole life like i was looking at you know when i was growing up my brother was very ill and you know my family went bankrupt trying to pay his medical bills and i mean you know all, all that my family on the verge of like losing our home to pay for necessary treatment for my brother to stay alive and i'm like over here thinking maybe there's improvements to obamacare we can make which you know to be fair part of the reason i thought obamacare was a good thing is because my brother couldn't get insurance before because of the like mm -hmm. pre-existing condition stuff and you know that it was really actually good that 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 horrible thing that insurance companies are able to do was you know banned banning people with pre-existing conditions is what i'm talking about but you know i think for me like like probably a lot of people you know it just became very clear that like a lot of the stuff that i have gone through in my life would would not be a thing if we lived in a just society yeah. you know yeah and i think that um we both have a lot of yeah, I th I think actually I I was gonna say this is specific to you and me, but it's not specific. It's I think if 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 you just kind of brush off a few layers of dust on anyone's life, you can find ways in which their lives have been negatively altered by the kind of um, greed centric economy that we that we live in uh, yeah. society that we live in um and yeah and i hope that um i hope that i i represented those of you who will never read theory uh i <laughs> am committed to never reading theory um <laughs> I no, I did read some Kropotkin for this show, but that's about it. Um, but I, uh, I'm really looking forward to continuing to, you know, organize and write my little words to, uh, to hopefully inspire someone to think that like a better future is possible uh, yeah and i think you know i mean like as much as it's like a, an incredibly bleak time to be a leftist there's mm -hmm. also just like a lot of people who are i think becoming radicalized right now especially post roe versus wade um there you know it's just 
it's actually, I think, a fertile time to talk to liberals about capitalism. I yeah. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. Um, I was just going to say that I think a lot of the, you know, it, it might be hard to think of any, like, wins that we've had um, on the left. But basically, you know, all of the good things in the Inflation Reduction Act are because of leftists and are yeah. because of, like progressive left activists like the you know the sunrise movement and people who are like unapologetically working towards a green new deal like everything the biden administration would not be feeling so much pressure to deliver on certain things without progressive leftists yeah and leftists i i agree you know and i think like what I was going to say is I think, you know, like, I mean, you know, three years is, is by no means like a long time to be uh, into socialism or anything like that. Like there are people that have been uh, fighting the good fight for a long time. Like I was I, on that podcast, Mother Country Radicals. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just really struck with like, you know, just how much people have given up and how much mm -hmm. people have you know, just, I mean, made incredible sacrifices, even for the slim, tiny possibility that we would have a more just country, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't know. I mean, I just, for me, you know, I felt, I think it, I, there's just, it's it's been like an emotional journey to figure out like how to balance you know having principles having enough hope to keep going and also you know be able to like try to have a happy life and mm -hmm. you know be connected to other people even who believe different things i'm not talking about like i'm not talking about uh like trump people i'm talking about like you know someone that may well be a leftist two years from now right you know and it's like for me you know like at bernie time the the stakes just felt so high it felt like there was this like sort of you know real chance to to do something which in mm -hmm. retrospect i don't know if there was or not you know i think you could make a really good case either way um i'd probably land on the side of well, I don't know. I don't want to be depressing, but there was there was a lot, lot working against us, as as there always will be in capitalism, right? But you know, it's like I think you know this is a quieter time. You know, people are doing a lot of really incredible work in their communities, and it's also like a time to, I think, engage with people that might be receptive to these kinds of ideas and you know that's you know that's a completely different skill set than doing sick burns and uh you know i mean it's, look sometimes you gotta just like not fuck with someone or cut them off because they're a jerk but you know other times it really is like then this is more of a motivational speech to myself. Other times it really is like being able to 
you know, finds enough common ground to like articulate your ideas, bring people around to your point of view, like show people, you know, okay, what's the actual path to the things that they already care about potentially being a reality. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I've like grown up a little bit with the things that are important to me. And that is, I don't know. But I do also miss feeling like stuff was more possible and being on fire for the Lord. That was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I will say, I, I forgot to, to name this as one of my favorite episodes, but it was one that we got a ton of feedback from, which was the the episode where I interviewed my dad. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people who reached out to me either on Twitter or um, like through our Patreon said like, it helped them or inspired them to talk to their parents more because a lot of people just like don't engage. And I understand from a self-preservation standpoint, there is totally a time and a place for that. Um, but it's like, if you're just not engaging because the conversation will be like uncomfortable or there might be some like um, negative feelings for a moment. I don't know. I, I hope that that, I I hope that I hope that that episode proves that you can um, have a p- productive political discussion with your Republican dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got both my parents to vote for Bernie, which was amazing. Yeah. My mom, not so much, but my dad is, he, you know, he's generally much more conservative. And I mean, yeah, he wouldn't admit to me that he was doing it, but my mom told me that he was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and famously, as I've said before on the podcast, my dad voted for Bernie in the he's an he's a registered independent. He's an unaffiliated voter. Uh, so he voted for Bernie in the Massachusetts primary. Um, but as we all know, it was only to embarrass Elizabeth Warren in her home state, which um, because he hates her. So, you know, we take we take what we can get. Um, but <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I hope. Um, I hope that, that you all have, uh, have gotten even, a a fraction, uh, as much as, uh, out of this show as I have. I think so. I mean, you know, we really appreciate the feedback, you know, from our listeners, especially the people, you know, most of you have stuck with us even in this period of transition where things have been a little bit irregular. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we're going to fucking <laughs> get back on track here and we're going <laughs> to really miss Julia a lot. So, yeah. Um, and you're moving to Los Angeles. I am. Yeah, that's another big uh, that's another big thing is that I'm I'm moving to Los Angeles for this job. Um and I'm really excited about a new a new beginning. Um, we've had a bunch of uh, organizers from LA on the show before. I know that there's like a lot of socialist movement out there um, and energy, and a lot of people doing really good mutual aid out there as well. Um, there's just there's always work to be done, and I hope to be able to plug in wherever I am needed. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. But of course I am, uh, East coast till I die. I will 
I was born wearing a sweater and I will, I will die wearing a sweater. And, um, yeah, I'm going to miss, going to miss the show very much. Going to miss you, Kate. We're, uh, I'll, I'll do my best to, to, to be back and provide our, our listeners with this incredible dynamic that you and I have whenever <laughs> I can. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I think you know so much about what's happening on a day-to-day basis that even, I don't know, I mean, you gotta read, like, you have to read every news item all day long. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That sounds, I mean, it's beyond the doom scroll. Oh, it hurts, it hurts the old heart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what these eyes have seen. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about most Trump-based news stories. I vaguely know what's going on, but we almost never talk about it on the podcast anymore. there's no... There's just kind of... It's just... It's enough. (laughs) And it also feels like something that we just don't have any control over whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Like, obviously, I think January 6th was fucking awful. Yeah. I, I just... There is literally nothing that I can personally do that would contribute to Trump being held accountable for that or for taking those documents or for et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we just don't focus on it a lot, but it is, it's brain breaking, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that that's actually been one of the really nice things about this show is that it's even when Trump was in office, um, we, didn't focus on him too much and we focused a lot on work that other people were doing to kind of solve problems in their immediate areas and their communities um so yeah i'm really proud of the show and uh, i thank you all so much for listening and hope that you will uh will say hi to me on on twitter or or on my my dang email uh, i subscribed to the newsletter <gasps> i did you're the only person that could get me to give my email address to crooked media <laughs> <laughs> well that is high praise um and i thank you so much i uh yeah it's it's been it's been a great a great three years i've I've just learned so much from this show, from doing this show, and um, can't thank you all enough for listening. All right, Julia, we love you. Thank you so much for being a really amazing co-host over the past. Uh, she's doing a baseball gesture that I don't. I think it's something to do with the bat. But yeah, <laughs> thank you for thank you for being an amazing co-host over the past few years here. Uh, you know, ups and downs, lots of disappointment uh politically sexually some good times you know i mean it's just just a a wild ride in life and art and politics and you know it's just it's been really awesome to share this with you thank you for doing this yeah with me thanks kate all right bye Bye. oh and you know i'll be back in in september i'll see you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening to reply guys 
If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash reply guys, where we have a catalog of over 25 bonus interviews with renowned writers, journalists, and comedians with an additional episode uploaded each week. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Fremgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. And I'm at O Julia Tweets, O-H Julia Tweets. And Twitter is where you can, of course, also find our reply guys. They are always with us. Bernie, take us out. walking that ribbon of highway I saw above me that endless skyway I saw below me that golden valley this land was made for you and me this land is your land this land is my land